Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I sat down with Sarah Scudder, the sustainable packaging expert, and we talked all about sustainable packaging. We talked about how packaging can be the easiest way for you to jumpstart your sustainability strategy and how you can empower your team members in the warehouse to actually package your product with the right boxes or the right packaging materials so that your customers know that sustainability is at the forefront of why they are buying from you. Don't forget that if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast or anywhere that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 216. And let me tell you, you are not going to want to miss this episode. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. E2Open is an end-to-end supply chain software platform helping the largest companies in the world with the most complex supply chains in the world. They are partnering with their customers on collaboration, visibility, network connectivity, and handling disruptions. And they see that the ultimate value lies in people and meeting their needs. That's why they partner with their customers. If you are looking for an end-to-end supply chain solution, check out e2open.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. It is the end of August already. I can't even believe that those words are coming out of my mouth. We are heading back to school. We are heading into the fall, and... I can't wait to see what the rest of the year has in store for us. We've got lots of new things happening here at Let's Talk Supply Chain, so stay tuned because we're going to be rolling them all out. So today, I'm joined by a leading tech company who believes that supplier collaboration is the first mile of your supply chain. Optimize that and you can stop misses at the source. Any idea who it is? I'll let you know after our question of the week. So the question that we asked was, which job would you take? And it was actually a poll that we had put out there. And the three options were better pay, better experience, or try something new. Well, 41% of you said better experience, 37% of you said better pay, and 21% of you said try something new. Laura says for growth, better experience, and overall purpose. Hafida says quality of work environment and great management, I would say. Giuseppe, more or less, I do the same job but different sector. I decided to change jobs during the lockdown where I had the opportunity to reflect and I chose a sector that I am passionate about. Well done. Great for you. John says trying something new followed by better experience and trailing far behind that is better pay. 
Eugene says he is in training for something new. Chris says um, he asks if we've seen his post about Google cutting pay for home workers and also Uber's contact center company installing cameras in home offices. That would make me want to change. That would make me want to change too. Kate says I wouldn't. I work for Crane Worldwide Logistics. They have offered me flexibility throughout my nine-year career. So obviously experience is at the forefront for Kate. And George says, these wouldn't be the only factors I would I would look at. The environment itself is also very important. And I definitely agree with that. Thank you so much for everybody who participated in our poll. Remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, all you have to do is go check out our question of the week every single Wednesday morning and engage and comment. So now back to today's podcast and which exciting and collaborative brand is joining me today? Well, it's Source Day. Source Day's cloud solution digitally transforms collaboration between buyers and suppliers, pulling together RFQ, purchase order, and AP collaboration with quality control. The Source Day platform allows businesses to manage their direct spend more efficiently, providing line item detail that delivers bid big picture results. Today, Tom Keeley, CEO and, and co-founder at Source Day, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, the impact of COVID disruption on productivity, and the importance of collaboration, visibility, and good data in facilitating strong relationships between buyers and suppliers. Before we dive in, let's learn a little bit more about Tom. Tom is the CEO and co-founder of SourceDay. He founded SourceDay in 2013 after leading a supply chain group at Dell and go-to-market teams at enterprise software companies like Boomi and Pervasive. He and his co-founder started SourceDay to transform how manufacturers, distributors, and retailers collaborate with their suppliers in order to solve common supply chain and procurement challenges they both faced early on in their careers. So welcome to the show, Tom. Hi, Sarah. Pleasure to be here. I am so excited to have you here because, you know, when I was doing my research for the show and looking into the problems that you guys are solving at Source Day, it was taking me all the way back to my days of working in logistics, you know, with thousands of emails and spreadsheets and business cards. And then when I saw that you actually say that optimizing supplier performance requires more than email, I thought, oh my goodness, yes, this is music to my ears. So I cannot wait to hear more about how you guys are transforming these day-to-day business relationships. So let's dive in so we don't leave everyone in suspense, shall we? Um, but, But before we talk about the business and the great work that you're doing now, can you give us an insight into how and why Source Day was founded? Because I find that so many great innovations seem to be born from this place of frustration and this feeling of there must be a better way. And I don't think you guys are any exception to that. Absolutely. And uh, appreciate the the question. And so I wouldn't be here today without my co-founder, Clint McCree. Uh, he spent 10 years as a GM of a manufacturer here in Texas that was a discrete um, manufacturer for oil and gas, making electronic components. They ran an ERP system like most manufacturing organizations. They had great planning and scheduling. The number one thing that was continuously killing them day in and day out was their suppliers' inability to communicate or collaborate or share in real time You know the misses that were inevitably going to happen. Right. Parts right. were just going to miss at some point. 
whether you can control it or not. But every week he would have a meeting uh, just to try and see what can we build this week? What can we get out the door this week? And it's always dependent upon what parts are expected to show up, what parts have showed up, and what parts do we hope are going to show up. Um, so it was it was that genesis and that experience for 10 years that, you know, he built the kind of roadmap for what, you know, could be a better way with a platform and a solution. And my background uh, is from enterprise software. I also have a degree in supply chain and logistics um, and came, came together with Clint, uh, happened to meet working at an enterprise software company and brought my experience from my first startup company that I was with uh, to his vision for Source Day and in short overnight success of two and a half years of developing and building the platform on nights and weekends and uh, long days, uh, iterating and, and restarting over and over again, uh, we finally launched the Source Day platform in mid-2015. Amazing. I'm glad that you told us that story because a lot of people think that, you know, companies are an overnight success and you're like, well, it was an overnight success of really long days, you know, nights and weekends and at least three years, but also starting and restarting and restarting again and again and again to make sure that you got it right and you created a product market fit, right? So how did you come up with the name? Just curious. That's a good one. We, we had a, a name originally um, that, that will go unnamed for now, maybe a trivia question for people later on. Okay. Um, but, you know, the, the Source Day name came from, you know, we're really, you know, long term have the opportunity to have a, a two sided marketplace, right, for sourcing and optimizing of sourcing, but primarily as it, you know, relates to direct materials, right? There's a huge market with P2P and indirect sourcing. Uh, there's a very underserved market around direct materials and direct material collaboration. Um, so one of the things that happens in every manufacturer, direct-to-consumer, retailer, anyone that has any product at all that they're shipping is they're continually sourcing and working with suppliers that are outside of their four walls. Uh, and they're doing that every day. Um, so that kind of came to uh, the, the end result of source day. Um, which was not readily available. We actually had to buy the web domain from someone in a, uh, a law firm here in the United States, and nice. we were able to procure it uh, on our shoestring budget and um, <laughs> you know, capture the name. And you talked them down, and and here we are today with the Source Day name. I love it. I love it. So, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, I've experienced many similar things in my career. So I really want to, I, I really understand where you guys are coming from, but I want to know exactly what you do. So what exactly does Source Day do, and how does it help your customers? Great question. Thank you, Sarah. So, you know, Source Day is, is really a piece of platform that lives between the ERPs and bridges the gap between those buyers and the manufacturing side with those suppliers that live outside their four walls, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and we're ERP agnostic. And what we're doing is making it easy for buyers to manage the changes that are inevitably happening throughout the life cycle of a purchase order. Uh, driving accountability to those suppliers and to the buyers in real time and really just bubbling up the exceptions that are going to happen through the life cycle of a purchase order. Those pieces and parts that are either going to be shipped too early or too few or too late um, or canceled altogether. Now, that constant change is really the only constant in the supply chain. And Source Day helps bridge that gap again from the big investment you've made in the ERP systems 
to connecting with your suppliers and giving them visibility to achieve and beat your goals uh, at the highest possible um, solution possible, right? Giving them the best ability to have the performance that they need to have. Um, so we've given 10,000 plus organizations the ability to connect in real time as purchase order demand is changing, enabling them both to, you know, give their end customers a better experience delivering parts on time at the lowest cost to their end users. Wow. And I can only imagine how, how needed source day has been over the last 18 months. And I, I think we're going to get into this a little bit later on in the discussion, but I just wanted to say that because with everything that's going on right now, I mean, it's just crazy. And so um, I want to talk a bit about the number of products and a couple of services that you have, because I think you have quite a few products and services that are really, really helping your customers right now. So can you give us a bit of a detail on each of those, what they do, who they're for, and how they all come together? Absolutely. So SourceDay is a platform. We do have a series of modules. Um, what I like to you know, really start this answer with is when you look at an organization, most companies have spent tens of millions or more on automating sales processes, e-commerce, ensuring right. that they can get you know, more revenue in faster, right? How can mm -hmm. I sell more of my widget faster and automate more of that process? That's all well and good, but the problem that you've left unanswered is how do you deliver those promises to your customers at the lowest cost and the highest quality possible? Um, so I like to think of the buyers and the organizations uh, that are you know buying parts and materials and finished goods for that customer product result uh, are the unsung heroes of any product organization. Uh, and they have ultimately been left to live in Excel and email, in some cases still fax. Uh, we see what? a lot of post-it notes and, and just a, a tremendous amount of manual processes. And when you're working with hundreds, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of purchase order lines, it's completely impossible to think that, you know, any number of humans can keep up with that volume of change or velocity. Um, so Source Day was created with the idea of how do we give procurement and the buying organization specific for direct materials, a platform or a set of solutions that they can use outside of their ERP built around a collaboration engine. So we have an RFQ module, a request for quote module that allows for sourcing, pricing, lead time, all sourcing projects around different types of components and, and data that you need to capture from suppliers or from potential new suppliers in our platform, and then have all that data easily in one place where you can then consolidate, cherry pick, and select the right suppliers for the right parts. That's kind of where the start of the data kind of begins. And getting that data back to your ERP so it can do its job around scheduling and planning and inventory optimization is critical. Right. So we are bi-directionally integrated from our platform. Once that sourcing, planning, lead time projects have all been accomplished, and you're continually doing them, hopefully over quarters and years, you now have purchase order demand that's getting created based off of lead times and demand fluctuations, inventory controls, min maxes, all of the typical things. What happens, though, is those purchase orders get created, they get put into a PO, PDF, or an Excel document, and they just get shot off into the ether yes. to never be seen until they show up at the receiving dock, right? <laughs> and if you have one receiving dock or thousands of receiving docks around the world, you, in some cases, don't know what's going to show up until it shows up. And, and that's ultimately planning to fail, 
right? right? So our platform drives automated workflows so that a supplier can quickly and easily push updates and acknowledgements into the platform or do them in our platform itself, giving the buyer the ability to just look at what are the pieces and parts of a PO down to the line and the release level that are going to cause a problem, that are going to create a miss that I'm going to have to go manage. Other than coming through Excel sheets and emails and faxes and voicemails and texts, you have all of those in a consolidated view and a dashboard that daily is driving automation to the supplier on managing those myths and those risks. All of that data and transaction that's happening is the best part is it's it's now in a consolidated collaborative view and it's creating scorecards. So it's giving nice. the buyers the ability to have an action-based, behavioral-based, objective scorecard for all of their suppliers globally that they can then use during QBRs, ISO audits, or just generally health of the business and knowing which suppliers are impacting them the most in a good or pos- positive or a negative way. Uh, our, our scorecards have quite often been used at the last minute before a surprise ISO audit to go ahead and compile and pull them together and say, here's how we're scoring our suppliers. And it's consistent across all of our suppliers by region. Um, lastly is you know, continually driving visibility to data and analytics. So giving executive dashboards and visibility to what are our lead times? How are they benchmarked against other organizations? Price part variance issues that might be causing you know, issues in our margins and our revenue targets, ability to hit on time in full and the impact that has on our revenue targets yeah. and what suppliers specifically down to a part are creating misses or issues that we can go focus in on to, to have better conversations with our partners. And then the last piece of our platform that's really more recently launched in the last 18 months is our accounts payable automation. And this is not just automating three-way matching, This is really giving controllers and accounts payable department users and the CFOs visibility to real-time liabilities Hmm. as receipts are being generated that match the purchase orders in our platform, inherently already matching the invoice because the buyers and the suppliers are already in such tight communication in real time. We're seeing as high as 95% first pass humanless touch match rate with a voucher into the ERP. That's an pretty, amazing, pretty incredible. Yeah, that's an amazing percentage. And while you were talking, all I could think about was time back, time back, time back, right? <laughs> like you think about the the teams that you're hiring and think about, you know, if they have to manage all of these things, like you said, manually with spreadsheets and emails, that's what you're paying them to do is literally just manage paperwork because at the end of the day, they can't get to anything else because it just takes up so much time to do any of that. Yeah, I, I'd like to add into that, right? And this goes back to what I said earlier is, you know, the buyers, I believe, are truly the unsung heroes of an organization. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. happens if parts don't show up, right? True. You can run machines longer. You can, you know, tool lines differently to get more machines running on the same product or same project. You can add more staff. Um, you can run more shifts, right? You can do all of these things. But if the parts aren't there, you, mm-hmm. you, you can't just start fabricating your own parts. I mean, in some cases yeah. you could, but that, at what cost, right? Exactly. Realistically, the number one thing that you can control uh, is between that gap of when a purchase order gets created and when it gets received or at least put onto a, a mode of transport, right? Yeah. And that gap between there, I often kind of speak of with organizations around you've left basically a crater the size of the Grand Canyon in a process that is left to manual, complete lack of visibility, 
humanless, uh, hu- human uh, effort that doesn't give you the ability to have accountability or visibility to where your misses are going to come from. And yeah. that's where, you know, giving these buyers a platform that helps them be more strategic and lifts up what you actually hired them to do, which is have better, tighter relationships with your trading partners, enables you to be a better organization to your customers. It's so true. And that account's payable. I mean, just thinking back to my time in logistics where I had to approve every single invoice and manually and not, I mean, even with stamps, I mean, I'm going back to stamps that I had to stamp the actual invoice. You know what I mean? I mean, hopefully we're not doing that anymore, but I can see how valuable that account's payable is too. And so you mentioned that you are compatible with any ERP. Well, when we talk like we talk about that, we talk, we think about integration, right? That's kind of where our mind goes. Um, And so how does all that work? What does that integration and onboarding process look like? Is it cumbersome or is it pretty fast and easy, kind of like a plug and play? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Again, you know, for us, integration starts before we even sell a customer, right? You got to build success early on in the sales cycle and understand how a mutual successful platform is going to look, right? Right. Based on their workflows, their business model, who their suppliers are. Uh, so we do, you know, a couple of very strategic calls throughout the sales cycle that are about, you know, workflow, integration, processes, their ERP, any customizations they may have done in their ERP that we need to be at least Aware known of. Of, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so that's really the, the, the initial piece of it. And it's really happening, you know, unbeknownst to the to the buyer, you know, that we're going through this as a part of our pre-planning uh, to make sure we have a successful deployment. Because if we can't integrate to the customer's ERP, we've already failed. Right. So right. We, we make sure we kick that off in the beginning. So integrations, um, you know, are part of our core. We've built the platform from day one to be ERP agnostic. We've used a series of uh, home-built APIs and solutions um, that work with both, you know, on-premise ERP systems, homegrown ERP systems in some cases. Oh, wow. uh, Cloud-based, single instance, multi-tenant, et cetera. So we've integrated to over 20 different ERP types and um, probably many dozens more than that in uh, if you're looking at actual versions of ERPs, um, both on-prem and in the cloud. Uh, so the integration process typically takes anywhere from 30 to 90 days, depending on the, okay. the depth of the integration or the enterprise level of that application. And we do most of the heavy lifting from our deployment team. And in some cases, we may bring on a partner that the customer may work with that they're more comfortable with. Uh, to help do the last mile of integration on their side. Right. So it sounds like it's pretty pretty quick, right? Pretty easy and not a lot of requirements from the buyer themselves, which I, I love and I'm sure most of our audience is going <laughs> to love too. And so, but you work with both buyers and suppliers and your supplier offering, which you call a supplier's collaboration tool, is free. So what's the thinking behind that model? Do you find that suppliers are sometimes out of the loop and this is an effective way to pull them in and get them really embracing data sharing, visibility, and even that greater collaboration? What, what was the thinking behind that? That Since day one, Clinton and I sought out to say, we're never going to charge a supplier to use the source date platform from a collaboration standpoint. And today we've not charged a single supplier uh, for any use of the source day platform. Um, The thought behind that is our customers are 
mainly primarily the buying organization, right? The ones that are trying to get parts in on time so that they can meet their customer goals and hit revenue targets. Just as equally though, when it comes to building a product and in, in the platform and the user interface and success of onboarding and adoption, our supplier users, our customer suppliers are also a customer in our eyes. They don't pay us to be a customer, but without their success and without their adoption, we don't have a successful customer relationship. So the bulk of our users, in addition, are also supplier users by almost 10x. So wow. we have been from day one heavily focused on a supplier-centric product development roadmap, um, a little bit contrary to the portals of the 90s and the early 2000s um, that you know really struggled to get off the ground because they were built with just the buyer in mind. And, and they didn't have any concept of how we're going to make the supplier successful or what is the value to the supplier. So right. um, we'll continue to be free for suppliers. There is data enriching, enriching aspects and other things down the road where we might offer some paid additions and, and some modules that will give suppliers even greater data than they can get access to today. Uh, we've also integrated to some suppliers in some cases where we have a high transaction volume or a large trading partner, like a distributor, electronics components, yeah. um, which which continues to be a very strategic offering for us to go and get more of our customers' needs met in an automated way from those large volume uh, suppliers that they're cutting purchase orders with. So again, it's been a strategy from day one. Suppliers are a critical piece of our ecosystem. Yeah, We have a, a large growing base of suppliers. We're onboarding hundreds, sometimes thousands a week. Um, and it continues to be a big piece of our business. Amazing. And I love to hear that. And that's really the success mindset, right? Because you're not just focusing on your paid customer. You're focusing on the full ecosystem and what that means for your paid customer. And so I know that, you know, I talked about COVID a little bit earlier on and you know, there was so many disruptions, right? There has been, there still is like late shipments, missed emails, miscommunications. And from what I've seen in your research, it causes 50% of direct spend PO lines to change. And that's a high number, which I want to, I want to talk about because it makes me cringe even just to think about all that wasted time. But in times of major disruption, that number I would imagine gets even higher, right? And a major disruption like COVID has got to have sent those numbers skyrocketing. So what have you guys been seeing at Source Day? What's the experience like for your customers? Because I imagine Source Day, like I said earlier, has really been able to come to the rescue. It really has, right? The data we have is incredible. Um, in Q1, we're going to be launching some exciting uh, insights and analytics to the data in aggregate that's going to show some pretty incredible components, That one of which I'm going to speak to here, which is, you know, COVID and through the tragedy that that was, we saw change or the rate of change for purchase orders climb to almost 65% of all wow. purchase order lines experienced at least one component of change. Crazy. Meaning it was either a demand side change, meaning they were they were doing a, a push out or a pull in or a cancellation or or just a, a revision to the purchase order, all the way to a supplier who you know is constantly going to have change on their side, even more so during COVID. Um, and again, all of that change represents disruption that if it doesn't get captured, approved by both parties, buyer and supplier, and then automatically updated into the ERP system in some way or another, that change is is all but absolute, right? It, it, you don't know about it until it's too late. 
And, and you know, that, that impact is going to impact your customers almost immediately. So we're able to, you know, capture that change for those customers at that alarming rate that it was and give them the ability to just manage those pieces of a PO line down to the release, whether it was a date or a quantity or a, a new part revision or a price. They're able to see those changes, bubble those up, collaborate on them, and then update the ERP with the true and final purchase order values. That enables the ERP, the MRP, and the planning engine to do what it needs to do so that you can actually effectively hit your customers' targets. That that data and that change rate has normalized now down back into the 52% range, according to our data over the last couple of quarters, which is still an alarming rate of change, right? Over over half of your purchase orders are, are still inaccurate all the time. Absolutely. And so what, what's the impact that the last 18 months have had on your clients, you know, especially when it comes to mindset, technology, supply chain transformation, because I'm hearing that key areas like visibility, collaboration, collaboration, and a commitment to better data have all really been accelerated, right? I feel like we've been talking about collaboration and visibility all throughout this pandemic. So what kind of impact are you seeing? Yeah, collaboration and visibility have become kind of token words in the supply chain space. And <laughs> what I think is is most exciting and most interesting for us is we've been doing this, you know, going on seven years now, and uh, it's taken a lot of education for most of the mid market. The enterprises were already trying to chase this through, you know, a lot of home built tools and, and other solutions, right. um, but this, you know, tragic, um, you know, pandemic has bubbled you know, these phrases and these terms and this dialogue to the boardroom level. They're now trying to figure out how can we you know, digitize and transform our supply chain practices so that we can be prepared for you know, whatever the next tragedy might be. Hope, you know, hopefully there isn't one, but you've got to be prepared and you've got to plan. Um, and again, the unsung heroes of the buying organization have been left to live through manual processes and Excel right. and email. And, and without something in place, you know, these, you know, these types of unfortunate events are going to leave you at risk of, you know, continual misses to your customer base and potentially losing customers to competitors for life. Yeah. And it's, it's overdue. They need something to be able to get that time back so that they can really strategize, which is going to benefit all organizations and all supply chains. So I want to ask you who your ideal customer is. Do you have one? Is there is there a size or a company ethos um, that you look for in an ideal customer for Source Day? Yeah, we you know we like all customers that have supply chain issues. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like we can we can help just about any customer that has you know supplier misses and uh, if they're on time and full rates are low. Um, but if you narrow it down, right, any organization in, in sort of the 30 million on the, the lower end in revenue, uh, upwards of three to five billion in revenue is uh, where we've seen some of the, the majority of our growth. We have customers in the Fortune 50 um, that, that are using SourceState globally for their supply chain collaboration. Uh, and we've been able to, you know, pull dozens of sites of very enterprise ERP rollouts into a single consolidated view of SourceState. So they can see all of their spend, all of their supplier wow. um, collaboration and performance across, in some cases, 20, 30 ERPs down into one view. Um, so that's huh. been an incredible piece, right? So we have high scalability into the big enterprise. 
to your question, our core ICP, you know, if we're really talking about our true sweet spot is our typical customer is between 100 and 400 million in revenue. They're running some sort of an ERP system that's doing planning and scheduling for them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've integrated with over 20 ERPs today. Um, and, and, and they've got discrete manufacturing or they're a direct-to-consumer retailer or a distribution company. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Because if I'm sitting in the audience and I'm like, I really need to pick up the phone and call Source Day, I need to know what that looks like. And uh, I think that was great. And then, you know, now we're on to the part where we talk about your case study, because I love this part. And I know our listeners and our audience love this as well, because you have and you also have some fabulous case studies and testimonials on your website. I think someone said Source Day paid for itself after only three months. So why don't you share with us your best or maybe favorite customer example? What was their challenge that they came to you with? What was the solution? And then what was the impact of that solution to their business? Yeah, there's some great case studies that come to mind, right? And there's many of them in webinars and and tutorials and white papers on our website, but they they all sound pretty similar when we speak to them. And it's, it's almost always a case of a supplier miss creating a customer miss. And, and it's not typically just one miss. It happens repeatedly over time. And the misses sometimes get bigger and have a greater impact. And in some cases, we, you know, we had one customer that was continually missing, you know, quarterly targets, you know, by millions of dollars. And, and this was, you know, for about a $300 million organization, um, some cases, tens of millions of dollars in misses. Wow. And it was all coming down to a single, you know, couple of supplier key misses that were continually repeatedly happening. Um, And and those misses drove about all the way up to the CIO and the head of operations, a conversation about, hey, we need to go solve this problem. We need to go find a solution that's going to drive collaboration. You know, an EDI is a great way to do that with your large suppliers. And and you can accomplish some of that data visibility with large suppliers through EDI. But you leave about 80 to 90% of your spend unmanaged when you use just EDI. So this organization found Source Day. We were able to implement them in under 30 days, and we were able to get them to pay for themselves within three months through protecting their revenue. They no longer had to expedite freight. Um, This organization was actually um, chartering airplanes at the last minute to get supplier parts to their facility so they didn't have to shut the line down. Wow. And 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 in many cases, right, if, if you're in the automotive industry, the fees and penalties for you know having your customers' lines go down get into the tens of thousands per hour and sometimes per minute. Um, so very big uh, cost savings for them just in risk mitigation and, and guaranteeing that you know they're giving their customer you know the best experience with the parts on time. Amazing! I love that story. And you're saying that it it comes from you know it's it's a similar story across all of your customers. So I can assure you that there are people in this audience that are having those challenges, and so they are going to pick up the phone and give you a call. So finally, then I want to know what the future holds. What does the future hold for Source Day? What's next for you guys? Um, a lot, a lot to come. I mentioned earlier, you know, teased a little bit about, you know, some some insights and analytics and some some very exciting How data components <laughs> that we're going to have come out in Q1. Um, some more to come on that, but you know, I think one of the most exciting things about Source Day is we're going to continue to grow our ecosystem through our partners. Um, we have great partnerships with NetSuite and Coupa and many others. And we're going to continue to scale through through those you know partnership strategies and organizations. 
um, and, and drive more product feature enhancements through that as well. Um, you know, w- one of the most exciting pieces that we're working on today that, that I can speak about is, again, the analytics and the predictability of the data we have. So uh, we're getting into a place now where we're starting to beta test the ability to have predictable on-time delivery through the collaborative data that's going on in our platform over many years, uh, down to a supplier's ability to hit a customer's on-time delivery of a component that's on a current live purchase order. So pieces and, and components wow. to that level of granularity, you know, being able to tell a customer that this has an 80% confidence of being on time or a 20% confidence of being on time gives them the ability to go see where they need to spend their time strategically to make sure customers' needs are met on time. Amazing. Well, I am definitely going to follow you. I can't wait to see what is next and to get some more information on what you're talking about here. And I really enjoyed that. I mean, you and the team at Source Day really are a brand after my own heart. And, you know, I know from my own experience, it's not easy, right? Getting buy-in, integrating systems. And I think what you're doing at Source Day is clearly really effective. I mean, it's really making a difference and it's a model we can all learn a lot from. And when you're looking to optimize your teams and make strides in strides in making these jobs easier, quicker, and just making them more fun. I mean, supply chain is an amazing industry to be in, and it's companies like yours at Source Day that are making it fun to be here, and I love that. So a big thanks to you, Tom, for joining me today. Thank you to the team for making this happen, and thanks for coming on and telling us all about Source Day. Thank you, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate what you do and uh, appreciate your time today. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest. We also have a category filter. So if you're looking for a specific solution to your supply chain challenge, go and use that filter because we've probably interviewed and have that solution ready for you on an episode. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series. I'll be joined by the wonderful Lisa morales Hellebo to talk all about her career so far, her love for fashion technology, and passion for innovation, as well as why she believes the world is a supply chain. It's going to be a really fascinating episode that you absolutely don't want to miss. If you enjoy our podcast, there are a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, and even TikTok. You can subscribe to Let's Talk Supply Chain on YouTube. You can also subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. 
And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.